Have you ever been involved in a conversation where literally, in the end, nobody wins? You know that kind of argument that starts like, yes, I did, no, you didn't, yes, I did, no, you didn't, yes, I did, no, you didn't, no, I didn't, yes, you did, no, wait a minute, that's what I was saying. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast, five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jane Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. There's this uh, whole study behind, and, and I'm challenged to do it, courses in debate in high school and, and courses in debate in college and, and just the concept of argument and logic. You can study a lot of that. You can study the psychology of persuasion. You can study persuasion as a communication tool or even as a, a tool for rhetoric. And the concept behind all of it is to be able to, in some way, change someone's mind, change their opinion, change their thought about something, change the way they feel about something, change the course of action about a given topic or a notion or an idea. It's been used in politics and religion and science since the dawn of humanity. The, the various forms of it have been modified based on the intellectual capacity of the people arguing. Or you get one person who's great at debate and another who's not so great at debate and the one who's great at debate can literally argue both sides of the point to a win against someone who's unskilled in the concept. But if you get someone who's just willing to be a bully, who's willing to lie, who's willing to say literally whatever it takes to win the point, because to them, winning the point is more important than the final outcome of having won the point. You've seen this. There are examples throughout our life where people feel like the proverbial, I've cut my nose off to spite my face. I've won the battle, but I've lost the war. They win the argument and lose the relationship. There's a meme floating around on Facebook that talks about a, a husband and a wife, and it's, it's a meme. It's a joke, but it makes my point. In the joke, in the meme, in the comedy of the rhetoric, the wife says to the husband, has this lockdown made me fat? And the husband replies, you were fat before the lockdown. And the next line says, time of death, 11.23 p.m., date of death, 4-20-2020, cause of death, COVID-19. It's a meme. It's a joke. But do you see how easy that languaging exposes a truth that nobody really wants to poke their finger at? See, the concept of just telling you the same thing over and 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 over again means that eventually you're going to repeat it until you believe it yourself. If I had to convince you, for whatever economic reason, that the healthiest thing you could eat to clean out your system is that unbelievably nutritious, unbelievably readily available, bountiful, leafy green called broccoli, which most people grow in their front lawn. If I had to convince you that that consumption would change your life, would I spend my time telling you to go eat from the front lawn? Or would I spend my time telling you how, bent of, how 
beneficial broccoli was. See, now we have a disconnect though, right? Because what's growing in most people's front lawns, uh, by the way, a lawn is a green space that's not covered in, in concrete or asphalt. Um, a lot of apartment complexes uh, don't have them. A lot of inner cities don't have them, but a lawn is a green space. And usually it's grass that grows up there, not sometimes weeds, not the kind you smoke, but the kind that everybody tries to kill. But usually it's grass, grass. Some people have rotten gardens, but usually it's grass various types of grass, Bermuda grass, St. Augustine, the list goes on and on, but it's not generally broccoli. But if I had to convince you it was broccoli, would I argue about what we call it, or would I argue about the nutritional value and the benefit of having it and what it's gonna do for your body? Because eventually the label you give it doesn't matter, I just want you to consume it. See, if I can control the meaning behind the argument, and let someone else control the words of the argument. Eventually, I can convince you, whatever you want to call it, I don't care what label you put on it, I don't care what name you put behind it, if the benefit of it is going to touch my life, then make my life better, I want it. Call it whatever you want to. Is it socialism? Is it communism? Is it capitalism? Is it free market? As long as it does these things in my life, as long as I get this benefit from it, I don't care what label you slap on it. Call it wherever you want to. In fact, I'm totally okay if you describe a lifestyle that I'm longing for and then give it a label that everybody else has told me is a bad name. Give it a label everybody else has called offensive. I'll never forget, and I'll finish with this, I'll never forget when emojis became the big thing in social media. How many people would send the little emoji thinking it was a Hershey's kiss? Because their impression of life is, why in the world would you ever send someone poop? Because their worldview, their confirmation bias is generally positive. And the idea of sending crap to someone was a bad idea. But see, it doesn't matter what you think it is or the label that you slap on it. What really matters is what's actually the intent behind it. I hope you'll take some of the words that I've said today and really let them sink in and ask yourself the question, as I lead, am I following the intent of the original design? Or am I being sucked into the conversation in a way that the words that I use are really irrelevant because the ideas that I'm sharing reveal the truth behind it? I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Telling Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.